Let's go outside the U.S. and talk about investing in a beleaguered area of the market. That is China and the regions connected to it, particularly on the tech front, as prices have pulled back substantially in bear market territory throughout the summer. Kevin Carter joins us, founder and CIO at EMQQ. Back with us, Kevin. Always enjoy our conversations. EMQQ, the fund that we've spent some time talking about in the past, you now have a complement to that, which is the next frontier internet and e-commerce ETF. But who's buying this right now, Kevin? Because this whole area has gotten crushed the last five, six months. Sure, well, thanks for having me back. Sure thing. China has clearly been under significant pressure, at least the markets have been. And I think it's, um, uh, the fears have been considerably overdone. And I think uh, now's when you wanna be buying the Chinese internet uh, companies, the fear is high, and uh, that you know they tell you when you're young you're supposed to buy fear, and uh, the fundamental story uh, remains quite strong in China. But what's uh, also uh, part of the EMQQ story is the rest of emerging and frontier markets, and there, uh, beyond China, uh, there's a lot of exciting stuff happening, and that's why we launched uh, FMQQ uh, a week ago to capture that part of the story. Okay, tell me about the exciting stuff. What do you what do you like here, Kevin? Well, we like the whole sector. This is the fastest growing sector in the world. I think it could be the fastest growing sector uh, growing sector in the world ever. But most of that's been driven by China over the last decade, and uh, that's led uh, that fundamental growth has led to uh, EMQQ being the best performing uh, emerging markets offering and. Uh, but that 80% of EMQQ that's China uh, is one part of the story, but there's now 60 non-Chinese publicly traded internet companies in Brazil, in Russia, in Nigeria. We've had IPOs in Kazakhstan, Indonesia, uh, uh, really all over the world. The internet uh, is continuing to, to reach these new consumers on a smartphone. and. Uh, the next decade uh, and maybe even the next two decades uh, are going to see a lot of growth in emerging and frontier markets internet companies. Now, does the frontier market performance hinge on the Chinese performance? How much separation between these regions can there be, Kevin? Well, they are very separate. I mean, the Chinese e-commerce market is the largest in the world happening within their borders. And so, you know some of the Chinese internet giants have investments beyond China, but uh, what's happening is really a, a, a combination of three different mega trends that are sweeping the world at the same time. You've got billions of people becoming consumers and they want more and better food, more and better clothing, appliances, entertainment, et cetera. They're also getting their first ever computer and it's not on their desk. It's a $50, $60 Android-based smartphone in their pocket. And they're getting the internet. And because these giant populations don't have the consumption infrastructure that we have, and when I say consumption infrastructure, I mean bank accounts, I mean cable television, I mean target stores. All of these people are leapfrogging traditional consumption and becoming consumers in di as digital natives and the number of venture funded companies that are now uh, reaching critical mass is huge. And India alone could have 25 internet companies come public in the next 18 months. So this, this will start to show up uh, in the headlines on almost a weekly basis uh, going forward. The internet 
uh, IPOs around hmm. the developing world. And so are the weightings on the regions fairly fixed? How much will that move around? We we're looking at FMQQ's regional breakdown there. Uh, is there a flex to that and how will that change over time? Well, it's a market cap weighted approach. So we own every publicly traded uh, company in, in what we define as the next frontier, which is all of the emerging and developing worlds uh, or developing countries beyond China. And so we own all of them. And it, it turns out that the market cap weighting right now is pretty much in line with the broad indexes and, and the GDPs and the population. So it's about 60% a story of Asia, 20% uh, Central and South America, and then 20% in uh, Africa and Eastern Europe. So it, it, it's pretty well diversified geographically. Okay, e-commerce and internet gaming, the top two uh, sections from a sector perspective. Uh, Kevin, looking at growth rates, I mean, what do you think is reasonable to expect for some of these uh, businesses that you're talking about that are going to be coming out of the gate, IPOs and uh, new public companies? Are we talking double-digit top line, triple-digit? Are they profitable companies? What does the makeup from a fundamental standpoint look like for these businesses? Is it similar to the startup world we've had here in the public markets, the SPACs and stuff, because a lot of those unprofitable companies went through a huge uh, uh, cleaning of froth the last six months. No, these, this sector has incredible growth. I mean, you can think of this as the fang uh, 10, 12 years ago. I mean, this is, again, this is where 80% uh, or 90% really of, of the world's people are in emerging and frontier markets. And they're just now getting a computer and just now getting the internet. So it's very early in the story. And right now, uh, the revenue growth for the for the next frontier uh, companies is over 40%. And uh, uh, in fact, uh, close to mid 40%. That'll, you know, over time certainly slow down. But remember the EMQQ, the, the, the you know, the broader group of all emerging markets internet companies, EMQQ saw 38% revenue growth for uh, on average uh, annually for a decade, which I, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm 99.5% sure no other sector has grown the way the emerging markets internet companies have uh, over the last 10 years. Kevin, uh, is that growth uh, uh, a weight and a burden um, as we exit this COVID period that accelerated so much of that adoption and growth rate? EMQQ year to date down 24% and yesterday just ticked below the August low too. So technically I'm looking at a very textbook downtrend here. So how does it get out of its own way if markets here are not just looking at the regulatory stuff in China, but that growth rate that I think looks like, at least here in the US, tech growth rates definitely peaked from past quarter into the next one. Does that apply here too? No, I don't think so. This is a secular story. This is billions of people again becoming consumers and joining uh, the digital world and that's not that's a one directional thing in terms of the market movements uh, recently look you know long term the market is a scale in the short term it's a voting machine and mr market is nervous about all sorts of stuff and that's the way the world works the market climbs a wall of worry but uh, fundamentally, this story really is the, the best growth story in the world, and it's going to be for a long time. 
as uh, these people all over the world uh, come online and uh, become consumers. The short term versus the long term, I'm looking at February to October. So that's about eight months now of this downtrend. What do you think, Kevin, could potentially turn it? I mean, what's going to flip that switch? Well, I, you know, the sentiment around China has always been negative. For the 16 years I've been involved with investing in China, the people's first uh you know, reaction is worry and, and fear that, that somehow the Chinese government's going to mess up uh, their investments. And I think that that kind of happened. I mean, I, people mm -hmm. took it, I think, well out of context with this online education crackdown. But sentiments, uh, you know, quite bad. And you know, let's say sentiment stayed where it is. The the group's still growing, you know, the, the EMQQ revenue is still growing at about 35% this year. So even if multiples stay where they are, you'll do pretty well uh, over the next year. And and again, beyond China, uh, the story is is accelerating. And you know, not the, some of these companies are making new highs. And uh, if you look at C Limited, uh, for example, uh, out of Singapore, but operating all over Southeast Asia and even in South America, you know, that stock has had a good year. So uh, you really want to own all of these companies, including China. Um, and uh, you're going to have periods of volatility. We've had many 30% declines uh, in the seven years since we launched EMQQ. And uh, at least so far, every one of those declines has turned into a very good buying opportunity. And I suspect this one will not be different than that. Okay, Kevin, thanks for making the case for us and looking forward to tracking the frontier market as well. Appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin Carter, founder and CIO at EMQQ, FMQQ, now the other fund looking at frontier markets in addition to the emerging markets.